Hello, and thank you for tuning in to the Attack and Release Show, Season 5. Cannons. It's a riot over here. <laughs> Welcome to Season 5, starting five years. Yes. This is weird. It's bizarre. This is weird. Granted, for us, it's still November, so not quite there yet. Correct. But we're close. I think we started recording originally in the October before we released. So we're we're you and I are right at about like starting our fifth year of doing this. Yeah. So that's crazy. Yeah. Actually, that's good. really wild to think about five years of time. <laughs> have you like have you like sat like and think about this? You and I typically talk for a full hour. I know. Before these podcasts, which is typically an hour. So we have about double of the amount of time on the phone. Yeah. Like this call right now is 54 minutes. Yeah. So that's pretty nuts. It is bonkers. Anyway, you're a good friend to have. Oh, thanks. You're a good friend to have too, man. Before we go any further, and we haven't changed it yet. We don't know if we're going to change it, but it's not happening right now. <laughs> Take us into housekeeping, Sam. Housekeeping. Is that like a yodel? Yeah, like a yodel. Uh, friends, welcome to season five's <laughs> housekeeping. We debated about keeping housekeeping, and you know, it's just something I enjoy doing, so we're keeping it. <laughs> I don't do it. I don't enjoy doing it. It's my own enjoyment, so we're going to keep it. You're going to enjoy it, and you have the unique opportunity right now in season five to start the year off right by uh, liking, subscribing, and sharing our podcast. If you can go on Instagram, and snapshot an episode and tag Matt and I, Most Mastering, or For the Record on Instagram. We would love to share it with our followers, do some cross-marketing. But we've really found our audience uh, really grows organically when y'all, the community of the Attack Really Show, share it on Instagram. If you want to share it on other platforms, that's great too. But Instagram seems to be a, a great spot for us right now. A nice sweet spot, I'll say. Um... So yeah, like, share, subscribe. If you want to leave us some stars on Apple, that's awesome. You can write a review. Those help push us further into the uh, podcast rankings, I think is what I've read. Not really sure. Not, we're not super concerned about that, but it does help grow the community. And I think that's all. Short, sweet, simple. Short, simple, sweet, simple, sweet. Keep it that's simple, it. stupid. Okay, housekeeping season five, one. Check mark. Today's episode. It, I was telling this to Sam. I thought of this like I don't know a few days ago. I, I think I, I think I had like a glass or four of wine, and <laughs> I, I, I don't strike a lot of y'all as a wine drinker, but you know, on fancy nights, that's what happens. Anyway, I was sitting on the couch, had a glass of wine. By a glass, I mean a solo cup, and. I came across this whole concept of the aggregation of marginal gains. And a lot of you, well, and ever since I've come across this, it's been like nonstop. Somehow it's as I'm just bombarded now from all sides of just kind of <laughs> seeing it. And I text Sam and I let him know. And he's like, oh, that kind of sounds like the book Atomic Habits. And so that is a lot sexier of an episode title <laughs> than the aggregation of marginal gains. And so, 
Yeah, that's what I want to talk about. And so that's essentially leveraging little tiny areas in your life, in your studio, in your whatever that you could potentially improve on to um, essentially make you better, make you more efficient. And it's like, it can be something like as 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 silly as like, I had like in RX using batch processing or something like that, <laughs> just so you're not doing like the same repeated task. It's like, what can you dial down to the 1%? And so we thought, what a better thing to do and to use for season one, season five, episode one of a mastering podcast than an episode literally devoted to focusing and developing the 1% that might be missing mm-hmm. in what you're doing. I feel like it's a very mastering engineer centric. It is. Kind of a topic. Yeah. So, there's this there's this YouTube channel that I've seen since talking to you about this. And there was a video that he did like like 2 days ago, like right around the time I was talking to you about this. And so it's I don't know if this is like the universe just kind of like talking through maybe just the phone listening too close that's my guess (laughs) it's like it's to the point where like if you need to buy something you're just like you just say like bird cage a lot around (laughs) your phone and now you're just gonna get all these like bird cage ads and it's to the point to where like it's no longer creepy it's kind of like helpful and so like (laughs) we we have arrived so but anyway, this guy on YouTube, uh, it's probably my favorite YouTube channel of all time. And somehow he has the YouTube handle Alex, A-L-E-X. <laughs> it's this French guy. I really don't know his background. But if you know anything about YouTubers, he's kind of like the Casey Neistat of cooking. Mm-hmm. And has that same whole vibe. I believe he was an engineering student and... He's just obsessed with cooking and explaining it. And so if you ever want, he like takes like, what's the, he like takes Gordon Ramsay's version of the Beef Wellington, which Gordon Ramsay's like, like superbly throughout the universe known for. And like, I think it's in like almost all of his restaurants you can get his Beef Beef Wellington, Wellington. which is like a super, like I want to make one of those one day. And it's it's incredibly expensive to make. And if you do it all in one go, it's like you got to hope the meat and the pastry is all done at the exact same time. So he like kind of like breaks it down. And he's like, well, what if we do this? And then like, what if we like sous vide the meat, bring that to temperature, cool it immediately. And so when you're cooking the pastry, all you're doing is already, you're just reheating the already done meat and you're just cooking the pastry. And so he goes through this whole like process of that. And it's a lot better than I'm making out to be. But anyway. <laughs> One of my favorite YouTube channels, just super analytical guy, really fun content. And he gets into this whole thing of he wants to uh, see if he can cut like a whole onion faster. And I guess he's like at like 35 seconds and he can never get like any quicker on cutting a whole onion in like this certain method. And he like does all these little tiny things and he eventually gets it down to like 19 seconds through like this really silly concept of just incre- of improving things by like 1%, like going with the sharpest knife he has and then making that like insanely sharper. And then just like all these little tiny things of like, okay, well... I'm cutting a white onion on a white cutting board. Why don't I get like a end grain cutting board? So there's that contrast between what my eyes are seeing and the onion. 
and like the white onion. And so it's like, there's that contrast. So you focus on it more and it's like, okay, 1%, just the really, really tiny things. And like I said, he ends up getting to like 19 seconds. And so I was like, all right, maybe this is an episode. (laughs) And so let's, let's kind of chat about it. Is there anything that you Hmm. have kind of delved into that you're like, man, maybe I can like improve this 1%. This doesn't always have to be on mastering. This kind of be right. like, like your life, even though this is, you know, a music right. podcast, bring, like, like bring it home. But yeah, I mean, you I love this idea because it's, it's changed my life and the book Atomic Habits and Atomic Habits is a great book. I recommend everyone read it by James Clear he like I never heard of it. Yeah, I like, like I just started it a day ago. He really, to me, you know, a lot of my favorite books they don't really say anything new. They've just repackaged it in a more tangible way, in theory, because there's basically nothing new under the sun. And a lot of what he's talking about is probably found in Stoic wisdom or philosophy or things of that nature about habits and people. And um, for me, this idea of like the one percent. Um, improvement goes into, and this is a great episode to start our year because we've probably, if you're out there, maybe you did resolutions this year and maybe there are habits and things you want to implement. Um, And most of us pick habits that are usually great and good intentions. But at the end of the day, the reason why most of these habits are the reason why we don't make the change are because there's usually friction and most of the time, when I look at it, like the things we want to change or get to is usually all about self-improvement, which is great. And the way you get there is by that 1% compound interest, basically, that you're talking about. So for me, and Atomic Havocs talks about this too, and some people already kind of understand this, but the implementation of um, this whole idea of if you want to get better results this year in mastering or as a person or your business or relationships, excuse me, you should forget this. And this is an idea from the book of like, you should forget about setting goals and focus on your systems instead. Hmm. So creating a system is the main thing that will lead you to actually having great habits. And so like for that guy you're talking about on YouTube, like, he, what you described was a system. He was creating a new system of, I'll cut with this type of knife on this sort of board and all those little... I'm sending you this video. You're going to yeah, love it. Yeah, send it to me because I haven't seen I it. I should link it in the... <laughs> right. I should link it in the thing. But as you were talking through that video, I was like, this, you know, what you're talking about is a system. And for me, um, you know, we've talked about even from John Brandt doing acoustics, he calls a room as a system. And kind of everything we do in life is a system. Now, the system may be really crummy and have lots of friction or not work very well or kind of be inefficient. But the way to really um, basically become the most effective person in your business, in your life, in your relationships, and really if you want to change habits, it's not so much on focusing um, on what you want to get done, but more so focusing on... um, who you want to become and what system can you put in place to get there. So for me, like I've basically implemented systems in my life. Um, And that for me has come from shifting things 1%. One of the first things I ever did, I'll say like three or four years ago, this was even before Atomic Habits, before I read it, 
um, was starting to time how long everything takes. Like I kept a little, well, it was not a notepad, it was notes on my Mac. But, and I still do it to this day. Like I will put a song like Mastering for Joe, 45 minutes single, you know, and then invoice, blah, 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 10 minutes. Like I assign times to everything and I got to this place where I am now where like I can slot out and know exactly um, what I can take on every day. And it started from me taking note of how long how long do things actually take. So a lot of us go into our day kind of just like, I'm going to work from nine to five or whatever hours you've decided. But there's no like real measurement of how long things take. And I found once you kind of also this other weird thing you should try is just give yourself a time limit. Like if you normally spend three hours mastering a song and that's not efficient, just say, I'm going to do this song in 45 minutes. And you'll probably do it in 45 minutes. It'll be great, <laughs> in theory. Um, it's kind of a little like psychology trick. Um, but for me, you know, that's one of the things I started doing, which was focusing on a system. And most people I talk to do not have systems. Most people who are trying to do audio know they want to create music with people, basically, which is terrific. And then they know it would be great to make money off it so they can continue to live and make more music with people. It's kind of the cycle. Um, but there's no systems in place. So Matt and I have talked about over the years, um, you know, having onboard process, offboard process, file uploading, you know, invoicing, uh, having a CPA. We've talked about teams. We've talked about a ton of systems as I look back on it, honestly, of like how can you create systems in your life to create then the habits you want. Um, so for me, you know, it always starts with a system. What can you do? What 1% baby step? you know, break it down because that's really the the only way things will stick to is like instead of like going after like the ultimate end all be all like I'm going to work out five days a week. You should just try to work out for like five minutes a week and just see if you can do that for a month straight. Um, that was one. You study. and I had a funny conversation yeah. about that earlier. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, and how, like you and I will like be like, no, it's like I want to, I want to feel like shit when this right. is over, right? And then you don't want to go do it again, exactly. <laughs> but so, it's because you pushed yourself, exactly. So that's kind of you know my opening remarks. I want to hand it off back to you, Matt, to talk. But set up a system and and not always focus on your goals. Um, because your goals will be achieved if you have a system set up. And then within that, you know, something that's usually a bit more motivating um, than a goal is always figuring out who do you want to become? Like, who do you want to become as a master engineer, as a, as a friend, as a father, as a son, as a brother, as a whatever you are to people, you know, um, or mother or sister or, you know, whoever's listening, whatever you want to become, um, that often becomes a better motivator and a better way to set goals. Then within those goals, don't focus on the goals, focus on the system you know, to, that you can set up that will lead you to those goals. Mm -hmm. So those are kind of my opening thoughts. And I want to hand it off to you for your thoughts, Matt. I think also that this whole concept came from, I'm sure it didn't originate with this guy, but... Uh, he seems like the base of every story. Like when I look this whole thing up, 
And uh, I can't remember his name, which I should, you know, prepare for podcasts better now going into year five of doing this. Um, But essentially, it was like the coach of a British Olympic cycling team. And I guess by like 1992, they'd been in the Olympics for like 72 years or something like that. And in that time, they'd only won like one or two gold medals. And he essentially developed this system of, well, how do we improve these guys by like 1%? And it even came down, like, like even like these little tiny changes just like, like magnify into this incredible, like, like team that ended up just like sweeping gold medals. And like, they still do like fantastic jobs and whatnot. And so it even came down to like the pillow that these people slept on. And making sure that like they had the best rest that they could possibly have just by swapping out the pillow that they were sleeping on at night. And so that's like, I feel like how minute this can be and the appropriateness of like diving down this like microscope and kind of like analyzing you, your chain, your life, your business, and kind of like into this new year, everyone, like we were saying, likes to make these resolutions. <clears throat> and I am I am glad that we're like that we're like a bit early on like like when we were recording this is kind of like I think last year I don't really think think I had I'd have to go check season four episode one because I think we did talk about resolutions and I can't really remember what I said but I don't think it was anything profound <laughs> and like it's like I'm starting to think of like resolutions now that it's like is there anything that I want to practice and so now thinking about this right right now like we're a little bit before January is like well yeah now I can prepare for this. And so, um, I kind of like that. So, but anyway, so it's like that, that, that British Olympic cycling team is kind of like where I, I'm seeing that this whole idea, um, that this idea starts, um, like another, another like silly thing. Like my wife said this a few years ago, um, something that she was doing just kind of like around the house. And now, uh, like I, I'm, I'm absolutely like a neurotic person, and so every night I have to like, like regardless of the time or anything else, or like I know all the lights turn themselves out, and I know that I already like check to make sure the garage is closed and that all the doors are locked and that like everything's where it's supposed to be and that no food is left out and like yeah, all the stuff that should be the way it is in our house, like when. Uh, when everyone goes to bed, so you wake up in the morning and there's no like, oh, this door was left open or the garage door was left open because one time the garage door was left open and I don't know why. Like it wasn't left open overnight because I checked and so now that ingrained my neurotic behavior as good. <laughs> so, um, But she said uh, when she was doing like just random chores around the house or something like that and like something you just like, hey, I'll do that later. She said that she's going to start doing, once again, several years ago, this thing to where in her head, she's going to look at a task and say, does this task take less than one minute to do? And if yes, then just do it right now and just get it out of the Mm -hmm. way. So like, for instance, and this is like the perfect example for this, we'll normally like listen to, like I'll put a record on the record player, like as everyone's eating dinner and stuff like that. And normally like one side of the record is good for like rounding up the troops and getting them all sat down and all that stuff. And then the other side's good for um, 
like eating and all that stuff and then whatever we're going to do after that. And so every time I'm going around at night, I always look at the record player and be like, all right, did I put the record away? Did I like pack everything away the way it is? And I'll normally put like the little tiny like stylus guard on the bottom of the cartridge because it's like I have a four-year-old and a one-year-old and like guess what four-year-olds and 15-month-olds like to do. They like to screw with stuff. And so it's like, I'm going to at least give me the benefit that this isn't going to be broken when I come home. And I'm at least going to put the little guard over the stylus. Um, So um, did I do that? Did I put the record away? Is like everything else over here kind of packed away? Is it going to thunderstorm tonight? If so, I'm going to flip off all like the little electronic stuff that's over the little, like, like, I don't want like the Morant stuff blowing out and all that. And so I like all that. So it's like, does it take less than a minute? Then you, then you do it right now. And that's like a little, like 1%. Um, like maybe you have a thing of like, maybe if your phone's kind of an issue, maybe you look at your phone 1% less. Like I noticed when I would come in in the morning and when it, used to be. I don't do this anymore. Uh, you can probably, for those of y'all have been around the podcast for a minute, um, you knew that I used to come in around 5.30 in the morning to start my sessions. Well, I realized that I wasn't really achieving any more work if I came in 30 minutes to an hour later. And somewhere along the line, I don't know if it was like my little procrastination, if it was whatever, but I would always get the same amount of work done. And I would not be any more productive. However, I would be less tired if I came in later. And so just like that little tiny adjustment of coming in a little bit later, <clears throat> making sure that like like making for God sure that any like distraction and stuff like that was in fact eliminated, that there's like a note on my thing of like, unless like my wife messages me and like needs something or whatever, like like I am not going on my phone whatsoever. Um, and so that's kind of been like a rule. And so um, I'll post on social media less, but normally I'll like snap a picture or something like that. And then I'll share like whatever I'm doing, but I've even started doing that less. Um, but yeah, like even like little tiny things like that. And then it can even get down to, God, I need this in my life. Go to sleep 1% earlier. And it's like, if I could... Like also, it's like on the weekend, it's like you get in a fantastic schedule. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> and then you like on the weekend, you're like, ah, now I'm going to stay up and, you know, BS around and like, you're not doing anything productive. And then you just screw up your sleep cycle and then you're not getting back on the sleep cycle until Thursday. And then you're like, Friday's like a rock star of a day. And, but it's like a light day mastering or something. So it's like, ow, what the hell? (laughs) And then like, but then like you're back on it and then the weekend comes around and then you're off of it again. Um, So that's like a little tiny, like maybe on, maybe you do keep that alarm set. Maybe you do get up before the kids. Maybe you do do X, Y, and Z. And I'm praying to God my wife does not listen to this episode (laughs) because she'll be like, yeah, why don't you do that? So... Um, this is me hoping and wishing that um, I can, you know, develop a little bit of discipline and do that. So I, this is this is as much me preaching to myself as <laughs> anything else. Yeah. So do you want to? Do you have anything else you want to say about this, or do you want to kind of get into uh, like any improvements that you could do to like uh, your studio, you personally as like an engineer, uh, maybe even your chain. 
Yeah, I mean, we can move on to that for sure. Like, If that was kind of like the way you were seeing things going. Yeah, it's great. Let's do it. Um, I mean, improvements you can do... I mean, there's so many improvements like you can make. And when I look over, you know, my last 10 years and even five years with you, like being in Nashville here, it's or nine years, nine, 10 years, whatever it's been. Um, there's so many things I've done over the years to try and improve my efficiency, not for the sake of being faster, but for the sake of eliminating as much fluff and distraction as I can so I have clarity on how best to serve my clients. And that's something that I think, you know, you're talking about the phone thing. Like, I literally have a sticker from my friend's company, Danger Fast Supply Co. He makes a sticker that says, get off your phone. And it's, I have it on my 500 series rack in front of me. Hmm. And it's orange. It's kind of obnoxious. You should make like a 500 <laughs> rack plate yes. that says that. Exactly. Is that a merch idea? It could be. Be a great you have merch to put idea. your phone behind it and then you put the, the cover on it. It's like a little it. bin. Yes. That's fine. I actually like that idea. Um, it could have a little charging station in it, so at least your phone's charging. <laughs> um, but anyway, I have that right on my 500 series to. Um, get me off my phone, but I've implemented in my life, my life, um, all these little one percent habits of you know within my my business. I created an onboard form which continually gets revised, um, you know, every year as people ask questions. There are common questions that people ask or things when you're starting. You just don't realize what your client. <laughs> you kind of know what your client wants, but you don't know. Like you just don't have enough experience yet to know how to troubleshoot everything or answer questions, you know, that come up. And so I started, um, you know, revising my onboard process, my file upload process and my, you know, basically wrap, wrap a project. And when I first started, I went to a bunch of different like company sites or apps that all had these kind of like beautiful onboard systems or file upload systems. And I found that um, what happened was, and if you're self-employed, it's probably this way. Everybody's different is really what I want to say. And so for me, I actually found that, you know, some of the things I use now are not the most advanced things, but they are super simple for people to do. And I I think simplicity um, and removing friction, you know, that's something I know Jeff Bezos, whether you love him or hate him, he created an incredible um, company that is constantly removing friction, making it them 1% better with Amazon um, in the way they offer products, you know, the speed in which they offer products. The customer service on Amazon is incredible in my experience. Um, they will literally just be like, keep the product. Like, you don't like it, keep it. Order what you want. We'll refund you. Like, my wife and I use Amazon religiously, um, and that's something that we do to make us 1% better. Like, <laughs> it saves us so much time by having stuff delivered. Um, but, like, circling back to, you know, your business, um, I think what a lot of people don't do is they don't spend time thinking about how can I make this process better for me, but also better for my clients. Kind of what you realize is the more you make it better for your clients, 
And this doesn't mean you have no boundaries. This just means the more you can improve your process in your system um, and make things you know, easy and attractive for your client, then things for you become more easy and satisfying and you start hitting your goals. So, you know, I spent time multiple years working on like onboard offboard system. I spent time figuring out invoicing system. Like I use PayDirt app is what it's called. I don't really know a lot of, I mean, it's semi-popular, but I've never really ran into anyone who uses it but it's just such a simple, clean way to do invoicing. And it's really simple for my clients and they like it. And then I use like WeTransfer, which I find to be the simplest upload download system possible. It streams full quality. And there's, you know, like Dropbox and different things that are, you know, they're, they all do the same thing. But I find the more I could reduce the friction and make things easy for people, the happier they are. And that's something I think, um, even in our workflow, mastering chain workflow, when I first started, you know, or when you first start, when people first start, sometimes they throw the whole kitchen sink at it, thinking I need like three cues and three compressors and a saturator and all these things, and you're complicating your system. Um, you're making it, less easy, you're making it more complicated. Um, and sometimes that makes things not as good as they can be. And, um, you know, something I've done over the years, and I think it's like, kind of like the hallmark of like a mature anything, but in audio engineering, a lot of like older mastering guys have always said like, oh, as I do this longer and longer, I just use less and less, you know, it's more about what I don't do I'm to finding the song. this out too. Yeah. 100%. And that's how I am now. Like, you know, it's, you give me two things. You, you know, if you put me on an island with a plugin, like an EQ, you know, and a limiter, I'd be happy and tickled. I don't care about the brand or what it is. Like, you know, mastering for me is so much now about not, you know, what I don't do. And I think when you start in anything, you're, you're kind of like, wanting to impress or make sure people know your value. So you think you got to change things or make it different. And, you know, over the years, especially the last few years, like I, as I've done less and been more, um, less heavy handed with stuff unless it needs it. You know, I've had a few clients over the last, you know, years say like, Hey, the master's not that much different, but we like it better than our mix. You know, did you do anything? Of course, I'm always thinking, well, it's different, right? So, yes, I did things, you know. But I've found that, you know, it's we get paid so much to just bring peace of mind, help people know if the record's done or not, and then to adjust things minimally in theory um, and allow the mix to be the mix. And, you know, that's just kind of what I do. Like the, the longer I do this, the less I throw at things. Not because I'm lazy or don't think it... You know, I've just found better ways um, to be more efficient. You know, I've I spent I've spent the time going through each piece of gear and changing signal flows and and taking notes. You know, of what's it sound like at one dB boost, two dB boost? How does it feel? How does it feel when it's compressor limiter? How does it feel with limiter compressor? How does it feel EQ to compressor, compressor to EQ? You know, spending the time this year. 
going through your signal chain, reversing your signal chain, swapping pieces of gear or plugins in your signal chain. Those are all little 1% things to do <clears throat> that can drastically give you solutions to trouble you will run into. And that's really to me now that I look at you know, my business and I consider myself a professional with a career is like I really get paid to troubleshoot and it's really hard to get great at troubleshooting when you're first starting because you're inexperienced. You just haven't ran into a lot of problems yet. Um, but now, you know, I'm 10 years in and thousands of records. It's like I know how to troubleshoot really well. I know how to make to troubleshoot with ease. I know how to um, troubleshoot. Like when I hear a mix, it's obvious now the solution that is needed. Um, for them of either changing things or changing next to nothing. So, you know, for mastering this year, like think about your signal chain, you know, things you can improve 1%. And I think they're more than 1%, but like get your room together finally. <laughs> like get some acoustic treatment, some proper acoustic treatment or hire someone, you know, invest into some good cables that you're going to, you're going to spend more money on, but you're going to be able to keep them for the next 30, 40 years. You know, invest into a good converter. There are things you can do um, to set yourself up to win. And I think they add up to way more than just 1%. But um, for me, you know, I've spent the last... I'm, I'm just constantly trying to improve things, honestly. And that wasn't always a habit. You know, we're talking about habits in that book, Atomic Habits. Like, I didn't used to be this way. I used to be a wake up at 9 or 10 a.m., hope there's an email, like work to do. You know, if there was not, then, you know, I would just kind of like have a pity party and then maybe throw like cold call, cold email essentially or DM some people hoping. And then if like after an hour of doing that, you know, I get bored and then I just quit. And then that would be my day. And I'd be like, I guess, I don't know. Like it's, I, when you're starting out, like you don't really take ownership or responsibility that it really is all on you. And that can be daunting, but it's so easy to get bored. I think too, when you're first starting, because you don't really have systems in place, you don't really have habits in place. And so I think Atomic Habits does talk about it somewhere of like, one of the main things is like being bored is what kills your goals and habits. It's not the the failure of it. Um, and I've found that to be like so true in my life. Like if I am bored, you know, that's when I start doing dumb shit. Like, <laughs> but if I am like actively working, even if I'm failing or getting rejected, uh, I'm making progress in my business. Mm -hmm. But being bored is like, a, uh, you know, for me, when I am bored, I'm usually procrastinating. When I'm bored, I have, uh, I'm unwilling to look at reality and what's going on in front of me. Um, being bored is usually, yeah, it really honestly is procrastination for me. And I'm not a procrastinator, but being bored is like, I don't want to do the 1% work that is so easy that it's crippling. We're like, I know I could do this real quick in two minutes, but. Just don't have the motivation to do it. Just not going to do it. And that adds up over time. Like all those little compromises um, really can, 
you know, everybody knows the airplane example, I think of, you know, if you're like a degree off, obviously, Matt, you're the pilot, not me, but if you're a degree off and you leave from Nashville trying to get to Florida, you're going to end up, you know, in Mexico, like (laughs) by just being a little bit off. I don't know how true that is in the flight world, but makes sense to me. So anyway, that's kind of my monologue number two. Um, but I want to hand it back off to you, Matt. Are there things you do want to do, found effective, not effective in your mastering, in your business, you know, all that jazz? I mean, like the airplane thing is like, if you're whatever, I'm sure there's a formula for it to find how many degrees you would need to be off. But if you were off your course by an X number of degrees, which equated to every minute you traveled, you were off course by one mile and 50 miles, you're now 50 miles, in 50 uh, minutes, you are now 50 miles off course and you might not have enough fuel. So it's an interesting consideration. Normally, if that happens, the wind does it, kind of blows you off course. Most times you're flying, you're actually flying sideways and you never really know it. (laughs) So anywho, um, my whole thing's on it. about uh, like little things that you could improve. And I, by the way, I, I, I do like all the things you said. Um, oh, great. <laughs> my, some, some big ones that I don't really think a lot of people think about is if you have the ability to, you should, if you're not taking advantage of putting all the electrical that your system runs off of on its own independent breaker system. Mm, yes. And if you can independently ground that breaker, that would be great. But um, I thought it was just going to kind of be like a like a silly change. And it's like you hear people always like, "Oh well, you know, you, you know, and I did this, and I didn't really hear that big of a difference and whatnot." And um, I had some like fluorescent lights, and like you think of all the other stuff that's on like the same breaker. If like you're just in the room, and the room's on one breaker, all the crap you have going on. So it's like you got your lava lamp, you got all your other like stuff going on, and uh, all like little wall warts that are like running off stuff. You got like I don't know, you got like a mini fridge in the room, you got a microwave, you got a coffee maker, whatever you got in the room. That's drawing power. That's drawing juice that could otherwise be used, like to more adequately feed gear. And so, yeah, I changed all that about two years ago, and I was not really expecting an audible change. And it was so audible that I had to kind of relearn the room. It was that drastic, and I was I was not expecting it. And I mainly did it, this and then what I'm about to talk about. I did this mainly because my studio is in my office of my other business, and uh, this business is sitting next to a pretty large manufacturing plant. And so they do some... There's some pretty interesting power swings that you can kind of see on a meter, and like you can actually hear when some of their gear, like not gear, when some of their equipment turns on and whatnot. And so, it's also at the end of a, uh, it's also at the end of a power line, like where I'm at. So it's kind of like, I don't know, like whatever the end is, like that. That just. (laughs) <laughs> that is where I am, and also right behind me is like the, one of like the largest ports on the eastern like seaboard. So, um, 
I mean, Seaborg, Seaborg, I don't know. Um, anyway, um, yeah, one of the largest ports, like, like that, that's like feeding the southeastern United States, um, is right behind me. So, like, there's like a lot of like electrical demands that are happening around me. So, I did that to kind of isolate. Um, a little bit from my my gear from my room, and then the next thing I did, I really like. It. I know people who have bought them and then sold them. Is uh, I have a um, isolation transformer that all of my very 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 important gear runs off of, and all those varies. It's like my computer's not running off of that. Like my yeah. little like UAD satellite not running off that. But it's like my Hilo, my massive passive, like all the stuff that like signal's going to be running through. Anything on my monitoring, monitoring chain, amplifiers and whatnot, they're all running off of this isolation transformer. I'm actually thinking about buying a second one um, and having one just for gear and one just for monitoring. Um they're between three and five thousand dollars. <laughs> it might be it might be a while. I'm kind of fine hanging out where I am right now. But per what like this company says, it's like it's one of Furman's like top of the line ones. Um and it's got like you're like, man, why is this so heavy to rack? And you open it up and you see like this ninety pound donut of copper <laughs> in there. And it's like, yep, yeah, that's that's definitely cleaning some stuff. And they and Furman claims that it isolates you from pretty much the grid Mm -hmm. as far as noise is concerned. And I've found that any noise that would normally come through is like, it's, it's not present anymore. And so like, like even to the whole thing of like power conditioner, if you're not using a power conditioner, it's kind of silly. Um, because it's like, we have like some test equipment in the room next to me and we were getting some really weird, um, electrical interference readings, and we're like, oh, it's on its own dedicated breaker, but I wonder if it's still the electrical. And so I just took like a really basic Furman that I have that I no longer use, and we plugged everything into that. And it's like, it, it like there was still a little bit of interference. And this is some really sensitive test equipment, but like anything that was like kind of weird in the electrical system, it was just super clean. And so I highly recommend doing that. So electrical, I think, is really really overlooked. Um, uh, as far as like, as far as like monitoring is concerned, um, I, I think it also like falls under like you were talking a little bit too about like room acoustics and whatnot, and like making sure that that you're straight and that you have like a like a a room that translates well. I mean, that's really the only thing that matters is that like you can work, you can work um, efficiently and like comfortably. You don't want to have to like crank your crank your tunes to really do any kind of work. And then you're like zonking your ears, and now you're working in circles. So you want to make sure like the acoustics in your room are all right. Um, and then like if there's any type of like monitoring upgrade that needs to happen, are you like actually using like an adequate? Say if you have passive speakers, are you using like an adequate amp that's like made to do like what you are doing? Um, it's like, are you just due for a monitoring upgrade? It's like, maybe I should just try demoing some stuff. A lot of these places will demo speakers out to you. Um, the only time they won't um, that I've found, if any company's like not letting you demo something, unless it's like super expensive, is normally like right around like NAM or some type of expo. Normally because all their spare units are like dedicated there. Um, so I recommend that. 
Um, any like even down to like even down to cabling. Sam, you did a minor cabling upgrade. I did last year, and you think that it had a pretty big difference. I and agree. I've, yes, it's like I've switched all of my cables over to like a very um, specific type of cable. Even like I have like these old like chunky Elcos that hang out of the manly backbone, and it's like I we my friend Angel had to like. I don't know, hang over this thing as he's like doing, I don't know, 64 Elko pins per uh, Elko little connector, and there's two of them. And he is a very kind human for doing that. <laughs> um, so this is like very tedious type of work. Makes me wish I had DB25s. Um, like, okay, so like, so, so. That's that's cables, and the nice and the the last thing I guess I'll say about cables. I don't know if I believe in power cables yet. Um, one thing that I definitely do want to do is I want to make sure because like I, I after a while and after moving around gear and all that, like under your desk kind of turns into a rat nest every now and then, and so it's like going under there and like organizing stuff, making sure you're keeping. Like like cables that carry signal away from carries that cable cables that carry power, and so it's like because you don't want any like even though everything's insulated, uh, at least it should be. You don't really want like any kind of transfer of like hum or anything that's just from two cables touching one another. So like that's a one percent. Um, it's kind of a tedious one percent. The nice thing about most of these desks, at least mine, is I have very few cables that. Like if I pull out my desk, it's I have very few cables that don't pull out with the desk. It's like I have a Thunderbolt cable, and I think I have all the cables that go to um, my monitoring. So it's like four, three or four cables, and then I can just pull this desk on back. Um, and it's funny, like I, I got so tired of just pulling this thing out that I just stuck those furniture sliders under my desk, and now I just. They just permanently live there. <laughs> so if, I have to, if I have to pull the desk out, it's just like an easy one, two, hoof. Um, so that's cables. Like I said, I don't know if I buy into like like high quality power cables. I do 100% buy into the proper type of signal carrying cables. Um, things that will make you faster and the 1% as well. I'm a very big fan of templating. Mm-hmm. Um I'm a very big believer in templating. Make like like this podcast. There's a template for it. Any mastering session, template for it. Anything else I'm doing in a DAW, there's a template for it. And even like going into your DAW settings and being like, how can I make this better for me to use? Um, I'm a very very big fan of that. Like even like I was saying, like an RX, like using batch processing as opposed to like fiddling with something like eight or ten times. Um, and then I think a big one that's overlooked is it's like knowing a piece of gear needs maintenance and not sending it out. <laughs> um, it's like I've I've had a like a like a slight slowdown in business in third quarter, and I'm not really complaining about it, but it's like I'm kind of taking this time and I'm like, okay, I'm not as busy and I can get by with like few, like not as many pieces, and so it's like okay. The backs went out. The backs is all fixed. Y'all have heard about the backs the whole time. And got all the stuff, all the relays and stuff that need to be replaced. All that's taken care of. Uh, the Manly Very Mew. I don't know the last time that thing was serviced. I It, it wasn't by me. It was by the guy who had it before me. And uh, 
it has this like weird thing where like if you switch the left channel or like it's just the left channel from compressed to limit for some reason like the gain reduction value goes up by 2 dB on the meter mm. and I was like well that's not right so it's like just sending it off to them being like hey check this out I haven't had new tubes since I've had this thing um, why don't you go ahead and retube it and like just go through this thing and make sure that it's got like y'all seal of approval I did that with my uh, with my massive passive last year and so it's like just making sure like hey if there's an issue that you're and it's like like a mission critical issue that you are in fact addressing it so I think maintenance is pretty heavily overlooked and I don't think that it should so anything else as far as like gear wise is concerned or like um, business wise make a schedule yeah I think that's important make a schedule making a schedule scheduling out your day making sure that like right. hey this and you talked about it a little bit, and it's like if someone's like, "Hey, do you have time for this?" and it's like, "Well, let me check my schedule." Right. One, you sound more professional when you do that, <laughs> but also putting systems in place that like holds your systems accountable. Yeah. So, like for instance, it's like I need a checklist in order to start um, my session, and so I like, of course, I can work around it and bypass all this, and I can do whatever I want, but it's like the system that I have in place. Like it, 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 there's a physical block that it's like, hey, you're trying to start this session and you don't have a checklist. And so now I can just go in my email and tell the customer, hey, man, looking to get this, uh, I'm looking forward to getting this session scheduled. Uh, but my session or my system's kicking me back that I don't have a checklist from you. Would you mind filling that out real quick? As soon as you have it, as soon as I have it in, I can get, I can get started. And so, just like little things that remind you, it's like everything they need in place. And there have been like a few things this year that like, yeah, they don't really need a checklist, but then it's like you end up going back to the client right. and asking that question. Yep. And so it's like, even though it's a complete pain in the ass for return customers, it's like, buddy, I don't have song order. It's like, what are you listening to right now that you're wanting this? Like that you kind of think this sounds like, or is there a vibe you're going for? What's the communication on this? Even down to like the stupid thing of like, okay, who do I invoice? Like in order to do this, Sam collects payment before I collect payment after. I've very, 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 very rarely had an issue with that, um, and so it's just like a little like thing that him and I do differently. But it's like even down to like who do I invoice for this, or it's like hey, I kind of want to know more about you and follow you on stuff. Like send me your website. Like I want to like know who I'm working with. Right. Um, all this stuff, it's like it's kind of important to me. So every time I haven't gotten a checklist, I've been like, man, I really wish I got a checklist. And then after the fact, it's absolutely like impossible right. <laughs> to get a checklist. Like after the fact, it's like, but in order to start the session, you have to get the checklist. Well, yeah, it's like yeah, there's a bit of an urgency there. Right. So I'm sorry I cut you off. No. Is there anything else you wanted to say about this topic, about 1%, the aggregation of marginal gains? Um,. You know, not really. It's not like a terribly complicated thing. It's just hard to implement. Yeah. Like the thought is easy, but the app, the when you become a person who actually applies it and sets up systems or does the one percent, you know, that's obviously the biggest thing. So I find, you know, if you can remove it's what you're just talking about, like remove the friction. So like a client, yeah, 
may not want to give you everything, but if you have to come back and try and get that info, or you start mastering a song and they're like, oh, by the way, wouldn't it sound like John Mayer? And you're like, oh, that would have been nice because it sounds like Katy Perry. Like, <laughs> There are things like that. That'd be nice because it sounds like ass. Right, exactly. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> um, that you just need to be able to give the client what they want. And I found once again, like, I can always tell, almost always tell when it's someone's first time in theory or first couple times. Mm -hmm. Because most people, when they start, and I was the same way when I was in a band, like, if you're in a band, like, maybe you cut like five records in your career if you're successful. So, like, mm -hmm. you don't go through the whole, like, engineering, producing, writing process as much as we on the other side do where we're like mastering, you know, tons of songs every day or mixing tons of songs or producers mm -hmm. are producing every day, et cetera, et cetera. So I've just found that the real experience people when they come to me now, which it wasn't always this way, but they just, they're used to it. Like they expect to fill something out. Like they'll lead with yeah. like, hey, where do I give you all the information? And I'm like, mm -hmm. great, here it is. Like, type it all in there. Oh, great, this is easy. So there are things you need to know. There's like finding this balance, which I would encourage everyone to be very like playful and gracious with yourself. Um, you know, when you're doing new habits or trying 1% things, because you're going to fail like trying to implement new things, even if it's a baby step. But the important thing is that you just like try again. So it's a super simple concept, but like uh, I think Atomic Habits talks about this too. Basically, like don't don't mess it up twice or don't miss it twice. Like if you're trying to work out and you miss a day, don't miss the second day. Like the mm -hmm. the statistics on it of if you miss two in a row or do the bad habit two in a row, like it gets set so quickly in your brain of like, oh, we could just miss like 12 weeks now of working out <laughs> if you miss two days. Like, Hello. yeah, our brain just for <laughs> some reason, the way we're wired, most people, it's like, if you miss two things, our brains like go into this mode where we're like, I guess I don't need to do this anymore ever again <laughs> for some reason. It's so dramatic, but that's like the science on it. So anyway, um, yeah. There's there's not a whole lot more to say outside of um, if anybody listening, I'll say wants more information on systems, you know, hit me up or I don't want to speak for Matt, but probably hit Matt up. And if you're trying to create new habits, focus on the system and focus on who you want to become as a person, and then figure out you know the micro baby step habits that you can implement and try out, um, you know and and when you fail, that's fine, but just try it again. So I think that's about it, honestly. I feel good. feel good about that. I think it's pretty good. Sweet. So Take us since home. this is a New Year episode. New Year, new beat. What's your resolution for 2022? Oh my gosh. I don't, I have literally, it's November, not thought about it. If I, if I'm going to be like completely transparent and honest, like, this feels so stupid to say, but I have such a, like, I don't pay it. I pay a lot of attention to the present moment time, but like the year, year to year, like no longer matters to me. Um, where if I want to change something, I just change it. I'm, and once again, I wasn't always that way, but like, I don't have any resolutions because I'm currently 
pretty happy with how things are going. And then when things come up, then I just make adjustments. So, Mm -hmm. you know, there's nothing really like, I don't measure any of my, you know, if I want to do a new habit or or something, I create a new system and just implement it. Um, And I don't want, I don't know. It's hard to explain it uh, in theory, but really it's, it's that simple of like, I don't really make resolutions. I already have, my goals kind of set up in my, my system. Life is perfect. It's not well. That's the thing is like <laughs> it's not perfect at all. <laughs> like it's, I mean, I love my life, but there's plenty of down, like ups and downs, and good and bad. And you know, I'm constantly. We all run into problems and situations. We have to troubleshoot, and life happens. Like, I mean, last year I started my year with a terrible car accident, and like not being mm-hmm. able to walk for four months. So, you know. That was a great example too. I mean, I'm not gonna ramble a long time, but like making resolutions last year before, and then I get in a terrible car accident that was not my fault and fully out of my control. Like those resolutions just went bye bye. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> it just was like, oh, here's life. Like sometimes life changes, you know, and sometimes things happen. So I don't really have any resolutions outside of like I would like to keep on um, just doing what I'm doing. Like just being present. I think being present is a really good way to do the 1%. And I think we get distracted and bored uh, easily. And when we do that, then we we are like the 1% doesn't matter. We just want to do like 30% at a time. And if we can't do 30% at a time, then we're like, I'm not even going to do 1% of the time. <laughs> so I guess the resolution would be keep doing the 1%. Um, but I don't know. I'll have to think about it. Like if you know, next episode, if I think of one, I'll I'll come back to this and say I have a resolution. But I don't know if I will. Okay. Do you have resolutions, Matt? Um. Also, and I didn't really ask that question, having like a thought <laughs> really developed. So I'm on the spot, I guess, as much as you are. Um. I feel like I read more like online than I do like a book. Yeah. I feel like I want to read more books. It's great. I don't know what that looks like, but I don't I don't really read. Yeah. I don't know the last time I read a book. <laughs> I guess I would say too, and we've talked about this, is like I already know what I'm doing next year, you know, like in my in my goals. You know, yeah. we talk about having goals. And that doesn't mean next year is going to play out exactly how I'm like, I want to do this sure. and buy this and then, you know, improve this and work on this. But like, I already know my system in theory is set up for next year. So like the resolution is already in there, you know, in theory. Um, You're just so prepared. It, I mean, I am at this stage, but it's taken me 1% over 10 years. Like <laughs> you're... You're catching me on like Sam's doing really good in life. <laughs> but 10 years ago, I'd have been like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. <laughs> this is awful. <laughs> so anyway. Uh, for me, I would I would say it's like, I want to like try reading more books. I would say I want to find little ways that like I could. This is a slippery slope in how it's said, but... I think I want to find ways on how to like simplify life. Mm. And I don't mean that from like a lazy standpoint of like, oh, let me find like ways to get out of shit. But like, like I want to find ways to like free up time that's like otherwise tied up in just like stupid tasks that like I could otherwise like 
find an easier way to like have that be taken care of. So just like, I don't know, just ways to like, like simplify like what you're doing and like how you're living. It's like, I don't know. It's like me. It's like, I'm like, they're like, you know, that, you know, some of the stuff I'm into. I'm and I like go pretty neck deep into a lot of stuff. And it's like, well, what, what of that shit can I rid, you know, from my life to make it a little more simple? Um, so it's like that. And then that kind of like gets into like, I, I also feel like the end of this year, the middle to end of this year, like I feel like I fell out of some of my habits that I normally had that were pretty good and healthy. And I feel like I need to get kind of back into um, habit forming mode. And so I feel like that's a very like resolution kind of thing. So love it. Anywho. It's great. I think, I think that's where I'm going to go. So as we wrap up season one of episode five fireworks going everywhere (laughs) we thank you so much for tuning in um there's more than likely a sweet beat queued up in the background from the one and only sam moses if you like it you can go buy it over beesbeats.com he's been making all these all hundred and however many of them so if you've been with us since the beginning or since close the beginning or you just tuned in, thank you so much for tuning in. If you need a mastering engineer, Sam can be found at Moses Mastering. I can be found at For The Record Mastering. As we said in housekeeping, if you would not mind going over to iTunes, Google Play, Overcast, wherever you are uh, listening, and if you wouldn't mind just leaving us a review, some uh, preferably kind words, uh, some stars, some likes, maybe subscribing to the podcast. That would be absolutely fantastic. Uh, as for us, we'll see you in the next episode. We're going to queue up this music. Woo-hoo. And Sam's going to have a little dance party. Cue <laughs> Dance like, party. <laughs> <laughs> Cue the music, bud. See you all in the next episode. Bye. Bye.